Greetings, Queen fans. Line up your full-length mirrors in the round and get your camera on a gimbal. We're rocking and talking some Queen. Welcome to Seaside Pod Review. Mother used to tie a pork chop around my neck so the dog would play with me. And Kevin is from Wigan. Why don't you listen to us natter on about a random song from one of the most diverse bands in rock and roll history. Brand new angle, highly Seaside Park Review. Seaside Park Review. Give us a kiss, Kevy. Seaside Park Review. Time your dreams. We're very silly boys. Well, so we're we gonna start this thing or what? Or do you feel like we've actually started? <laughs> I think we I think I might cut some of this in. Fuck it. Oh man. That's that's you know what that's called, Randy. That's called a cold open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I know, I, I, icy. I know. Certainly called icy on my end. <laughs> I have to explain this to you, you know, you with your very limited knowledge of the uh, the entertainment industry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thanks for doing that, buddy. So you've been uh, you've been you've been away again. You've been hockeying again. Yeah, I was away, and now I'm back. Uh, and I talked to you uh, last week from the booming, booming, boomtown metropolis of Flinflon, Manitoba. You did population five thousand and rapidly fucking leaving. There, <laughs> there's a fucking exodus of. <laughs> <laughs> no actually i can't say that i can't say that I, i'm amazed there's still five thousand people there it's all i can do to to be there so if i, if I made the reference kids move out of flin flon faster than they move out of hamlin would you get that one uh, out of where hamlin Hamlin. no i don't know i don't get the reference the, the pied piper i'm sure you've heard of the pied piper i've heard of the pied piper i don't get so the whole hamlin business well thing. that was that was the city in germany that it was that there was that the the um tale was said it was the pied piper family uh, so okay i had to get rid of the rats the town sport fucked him over so he's, well, i'm having your fucking kids which is a bit dark i think it's an overreaction personally you know i think maybe just <laughs> litigation perhaps like why are you why do you have to take all the kids like it's just it's very very dark and what are you doing with them with that yeah. pipe sir i don't know i agree unacceptable Fucking it is but that's but, the, but that's the Germans for you, you know. Oh shit! Apologies to Dieter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, Dieter. We're just kidding. We're just kidding. Uh, we've got lots of Germans around here. Oh yeah, in Saskatchewan, yeah, there's huge, huge German population. Germans, Ukrainians, yeah, a few Frenchies. Hey, we kind of tolerate those guys, and then you know, yeah, lots, lots of French. Yeah, yeah, and then as it goes, quite a lot of Indigenous people who were here long before any of them. It turns out they were here. Doing lots of stuff before the Europeans came. Uh, they've written books on it. Yeah, we uh, we upset we upset one of our listeners, Randy. We we all and I'm going to put some authentic um, piano music underneath this this authentic apology just to just to make it super authentic. Is that we yeah. we missed it? We missed a tweet. Barry John Williams, we missed your tweet. We we are genuinely sorry. Um, it won't happen again, and we will self-flagellate. You know, intensely just as soon as we look at what that word means. Yes, please look up that word because it almost sounds like it's made up. Uh, <laughs> so I wonder, Kevin, mm-hmm. what what did what did our friend say that we missed out on? Did, was it something pretty 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 vital? Well, I can't find it now. You can't find it. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, um, despite missing Barry John Williams's post, which is was remiss of us. We're gonna read. We're gonna make sure we read out all the all the good ones today, which is pretty much all of them. So we put out the poll on uh, Fat Bottom Girls, Randy, and we had sixty eight votes on that poll. But yeah, eighty six point eight percent champion, thirteen point two percent bikes to dust. So that's it's as close to unanimous as you're gonna get, really, right? 
I don't know. Without it actually being unanimous. Exactly. I think, I think, you know, aside from being completely unanimous, this is about 13% (laughs) as close as you can get in this particular instance. As the old saying goes, it's as close as fuck is to swearing. Uh, what should we read some tweets mm. as i sip a little bit of my beer our friend paul bradbury said 100 champion yeah the lyrics are dodgy by modern standards but i agree with you guys there's no malice thanks for reminding me just how amazing and rocking the song is musically i'm guilty of taking it for granted because it's so ubiquitous for queen fans and yes isn't it i, I really for, for my mind this is one of those ones you know, a, a queen defying, defining song, sorry. So, yes, ubiquitous. Well, it's one of those things that falls into that trap of being, you know, quote-unquote overplayed, right? Where oh. you tend to dismiss it just because you've heard it so many times, you sort of forget to actually listen to it and really listen to how fucking good it is. Yeah. Uh, Paul Walbyoff says, voted champion, a good old Brian Rocker. You mentioned your ramblings before playing Fat Bottom Girls, Catatonia. Did you know Catatonia are a Welsh band? Lead singer, Keris Matthews. Which... Again, so I'd sort of mentioned on this, there's a really funny incident on a show called Nevermind the Buzzcocks, which I think I've shown you once or twice, Randy. I'm definitely aware of it, yeah. One of the British panel shows where um, a rapper named Dappy, who is, he's a nice enough lad, but he's a bit of a twat, uh, mistook Keris Matthews of Catatonia for Martha Wainwright to Martha Wainwright's face, which was very (laughs) embarrassing for everyone on the show. And very, very, very funny. Of course, it made the edit. They left it in, so... Well, of course they did, yes. Brian Crozier, copper-bottomed fucking classic. All four of them bringing their toys to the party. Best not to judge the lyrics or behavior of our heroes in retrospect. If we did, we would have a massive bonfire of books, films, records, and heroes. It's a fucking champion, lads. Uh, And I do believe I may have responded to him, or I'm not sure if it was him or not, but uh, one of my favorite uh, little quotes is, yeah, it's best to leave your heroes on the turntables. Because uh, not everybody's nice in real life. Uh, but, you know, hey. Uh, yeah. Cheap B movie. Hey, again, that's such a great handle. Champion, the second best song about sizable bums after Spinal Taps, which I think yeah, we yeah. talked about in the episode, didn't we? Talk about bum cakes. <laughs> My girl's got him. <laughs> ben Wheeler says, Champion, Mr. Randy discovered the treasonous jazz snare drum. Can he confirm that it sounded even worse on better headphones when he listened back? The drum beat is a bit of a Raj motif featuring in Tear It Up, Machines, Give Me the Prize, and Hitman follows the guitar riff. Yeah, so he's on uh, about that that extra kick after the snare, that doom, doom. So it's that bit, because that bit is in all of those all of those songs. So did you, when you listen back to this, Randy, on the headphones, snare drum, did it not really elevate for you? Didn't do too much more for you? or No, it just, uh, as I recall, it just sounded a bit, just a bit, uh, just a bit floppy. You know, a bit wet, wet paper bag-y. But hey, man. Still Roger Taylor whacking on it, so that's... No, that's no. <laughs> Roger still, Taylor still, whacking still on his floppy it. cardboard. <laughs> hey, Rog, quit whacking on your floppy cardboard, buddy. <laughs> Tighten that cardboard up. The kids are going to be home soon. Put it away. <laughs> uh, uh, Abby says, I used to skip it as a child, as a, and in quotes, feminist. Then I realized I was gay and went, you know what, Dr. May, you make a valid point. Fat bottom girls sure do make the rocking world go around. Hey, there you go. Yeah, and and uh, I do believe I agreed with Abby. I think uh, I think they do. Uh, our buddy E M Ling, quite possibly the worst thing Queen issued, they shouldn't have. Wow. I mean, 
That's that's just simply wrong. I mean, I've, I've well, disagreed vehemently with 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 yeah. Owen, Owen before, and I disagree with him again. Well, you know what? We got to have opposing views, otherwise uh, we'd all be listening to Nickelback. Oh dear, no, we don't want that. PJ at New Mercury says, "Champion every day of the week." True story. I actually got the DJ to play this at my wedding. Well, he jokingly said he had always wanted to play it at a wedding, so I told him to do it as it might be his only chance. Serious note, Brian Live plays this on an RS replica, not the red special, I'm assuming he's going on to say. Yeah, so I mean, and again, we, we talked, we talked. I think I did have a little bit of a conversation about that, either here or on Facebook with, with PJ, because, yeah, if you drop tune in, you can't be fucking drop tuning your guitar live on stage if you're, a, if you're like a massive arena rock band, right? I mean, or a stadium rock band. It's just too much fucking around. So you get your guitar tech to bring on the, the replica, play it with the drop tuning, give me my proper guitar back with the real tuning, because that's just, it's too much fucking about. I mean, they're not blues musicians. If you're a blues musician, yeah, maybe you can tune up and tune down in the middle of in the middle of a concert. But Well, I used to play uh, quite a few songs in uh, drop D or G tuning. Yeah. And even as a shitty bar musician in Canada, I was able to just, keep a couple tuned up on the rack. You don't want to be sitting there tuning your guitar yeah. down in front of everybody. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Just wait a minute. You're going to tune. Wait a minute, guys. I can hear you. My tuner out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Mahoy says, absolutely dodgy lyrics. But how can you not sing along to them? Love it live. Champion for me. Yeah. And again, it's that guilty pleasure thing. You know, um, we, have, we have a, a mutual love of Jimmy Carr. And Jimmy Carr always talks about that. You can tell when a joke's funny. Because people laugh first and then gasp second. You know, you sort of your offense yeah. kicks in after your your funny bone kicks in. And I think it's the same with music. You just know if you like something, and again, the record falls into that. So, yeah, and Jimmy Carr definitely sets that stuff up too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Dieter, my chameleon days champion, a classic rocker from today's point of view. Problematic lyrics here and there, but I think they're more tongue in cheek ish than pure sexism. And I think we sort of. I think we sort of talked about that and it does seem it does seem fairly innocent uh all in all maybe like abby said maybe fat bottom girls really do make the world go around and, and there's nothing wrong with that absolutely uh our buddy's down in australia and we gotta get we gotta get him on randy i've got to reach out to him again and find out a way to get this schedule sorted out says mm -hmm. would it make my personal list of favorite tracks from queen's pre greatest hits one albums probably not but how could you possibly rate any track on greatest hits one as dust you can't and when we play it live, the crowd always goes apeshit. It's an outright champion. So again, there you go. I mean, you sort of have to say that sometimes the proof of the pudding's in the eating. And if a crowd goes bananas when you play a song, chances are it's a pretty fucking good song. Yeah. Again, yeah, I suppose Nickelback fans go crazy as well. So scratch that. I take it all back. I retract my comments. <laughs> Ruddy Rutherford, Fit Light Photography. I hate that I hesitated before casting my vote. This is solely due to looking at the lyrics through the prism of 2023. As an immature teenager, I'd have voted this a champion. Turns out I'm still immature, immature, sorry, in my <laughs> late 40s. Uh, lyrics aside, it's magnificent. Uh, Jim C at Cody Sparkles. Subdued this week. He's not uh, He's not bringing the, the, the country. He says, it's from jazz. It's a winner <laughs> in my book. <laughs> Give it up for the big arse arses. Hey, I'm with you, Jim. Ian Winnick absolute champion no need to overthink the lyrics as kev said there is nothing nasty about it listen to greatest hits one in the car yesterday and i realized i actually prefer the version of fat bottom girls with the truncated riff and is there a better bunch of songs on any record well yeah who knows i'm not sure there is Do, are you aware randy of an author mm. named terry pratchett 
Yes, I am. And are you aware of an author named Neil Gaiman? No. And are you then aware, obviously not aware, <laughs> of a book they wrote together called Good Omens, which was serialized as a, I think it was Netflix or Prime <laughs> or something fairly recently. Anyway, so in this book, one of the jokes they make is that if you leave any CD in a vehicle for long enough, it will eventually become Queen's Greatest Hits. That's the CD. It will, it will eventually evolve into Queen's because everyone's oh, car has that CD in it. Because, you know, uh, it, especially in the UK, it was so ubiquitous. I think it's still the... I think it's still the biggest selling record in UK of all time. I think what? I'm I think I'm right on that. I'm pretty sure that's true. Right, right. Nice. Uh Darren Hellywell, champion. Yes, the production could be better, but the chorus is memorable. The live version they used for the movie soundtrack is my favorite version. Yeah. Uh and, and you know, my little production issue there with that flappy snares. Ugh, I mean, come on. It's just I was just grasping at something to criticize i guess well yeah but i mean i, I think <laughs> i think that this is a podcast where we will pick nits i think that's fine i, I think it's yeah. fine to do that because you know we're, we're talking about the music we are sort of you know in, in a very um <laughs> slapdash sort of hurried form we are critiquing or reviewing what we're hearing and if it's not brilliant i think that's okay to say and it was only one yeah. thing you said it wasn't the whole wasn't the whole the whole production it was just that one sound so I, that's fine randy give you you know give yourself a break mate you know take the hey, pressure thanks, off man. Thanks. No, I appreciate that. Love this first sentence here from Alex Small. He says, pure, unadulterated filth in the lyrics. And Freddie sounds dead dirty when he sings it. And that drum fill is immense. Classic, whichever version is your preference. Totally agree. And Rob Marr, champion. Yes, the lyrics are problematic. It's a 70s Brian May song. See, also, Tie Your Mother Down. It's also quintessential Queen. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Rob Hatton, I usually overlook this track and hardly ever play it. So I was thinking about dusting it, but your episode has convinced me otherwise. It sonically kicks some serious ass, and the drumming is pretty damn superb. I still won't listen to it much, but I appreciate it all the same. And isn't that true, right? Uh, there's there's so many songs that you know from your youth that you love so much, and but yeah, you don't go back to it because you're so familiar yeah. with it. But but then every once in a while you, you you look back and you go, hey, yeah, fuck, there's a reason why I like that so much. Uh, Pank says I used to like it. I think I might still do. But I'm not sure anymore. I think Pank's having a crisis of confidence here. I think we need to help. I think we need to reach out, get Pank some help. I don't know if he needs a shot of um, Great King Rat in his arm or something, but we just need to get Pank back on the road to recovery. Just tip her over the edge there, Pank. Stephen Ursel, top tier queen. It's unadulterated joy from start to finish. I love the hand clap, although I don't even know why I love it quite so much. Shame it was cut from the Greatest Hits version. And don't worry, Kev, it is impossible to overuse the word cool when describing this song. Alice's dad. Uh, and I see he's got uh, he changed his handle there in the back there to say blue, blue tick <laughs> in brackets. Yeah, fucking quality. Nice. I fucking love that. Very nice. Uh, this song rocks hard, and while I understand some of the lyrics are a bit of their time, this is still a good song. A champion then, but with some minor caveats. So yeah, fair enough. Thanks, thanks, uh, uh, Barry. And so there we go. Again, thank thank you, and apologies again, Barry John. We did not miss your tweet this week, and we shall not for the rest of the next twenty years, which I'm sure this this podcast will run for. We will not miss a single tweet. I'm locking you in, Randy. Oh, sweet baby Jesus! <laughs> Fuck if anyone, if anyone wants to listen after two years, I think we'll have to intervene and just say, no, "Go home. What are you doing here? <laughs> You're wasting your fucking lives." <laughs> Oh, Leslie at Les. We've been through this. I can't. Les C.I.? Les, Les, Les Sci? Maybe it's like a, she's Leslie, but she's into sci-fi. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I'm going yeah, to hey, uh, try and interpret this. Yeah, let us know, Les, Leslie, what the Les C.I. means. Yeah. Maybe it's less science. 
more. <laughs> or it I could be, know. if you're doing less, it could be less criminal investigation. Maybe she's a criminal. Maybe. She wants less criminal investigation. Ooh, in that case, that's very, very dastardly, Leslie. But regardless, the dastardly Leslie says, as a fat bottom girl, 100% champion. So all that for, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six, six words. So there we go. <laughs> David A. Wilson, champion. It's a bit of fun. A bit of bum fun. <laughs> Roger Dodger, Steve at Queen Rocks. Some of Roger's best playing is on jazz, but man, does his snare suffer from poor production. Uh, still, Fat Bottom Girl is pure champion. Roger's groove is so fun to play on the drum set, but sometimes I think I'll need to sell my soul to the devil himself in order to nail that epic fill. Nice. Yeah, and uh, hey, so I, I do believe Steve must be the drummer. Oh, of course, yeah, you just highlighted it for me. Thank you very much. Uh, and yes, so somebody else was picking up on my uh, paper bag snare uh, <laughs> observation. <laughs> Paper bag snare. It sounds like a fucking what's her what's her name? Susanna. What's no? Who's something diner? Fuck. What's her name? The. Oh, who's that? Suzanne Vega. Won. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Paper yeah, bag snare by Suzanne Vega. That sounds like the B side. Hey, to her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Um, we're never gonna we're never gonna get into the song here at this rate. Um, Black Pie says I've reevaluated due to enthusiasm again. This is. So fucking cool, man. When we sit and talk about a song and maybe we love it, maybe we don't, but then we sort of, you know, people listen to that and take another look at it. I think that's, I just think that's fucking incredibly cool. There you go. No, no, it's not cool. It's superb. Yeah, there you go. Class um, it up, go, Kev. Class it goes up. On, goes on to say, there's so much stuffed into the song, given its simple chord structure. Yeah, the lyrics are a bit iffy in hindsight, but it's not as if they made a career out of it, like, say, ACDC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alternative Jim, I guess, is what we're going to have to call him. Is, is it, but is it, is, it, is it though? Is it or is it Alternative J I M, like Notorious B I G? Yeah, I suppose. But I suppose. But when I see J I M together, I, I just feel like I've got to say Jim. So, uh, you know, and maybe his name is uh, Jose Ingrid Malmstein. But if it was Jose, it would be Ignacio, would it not? Well, I'm I, sure. I, I, I'm not presuming his nationality. Oh fuck! So, am I doing that shit? Yeah, so anyhow, he says, of course it's a champion. It is from the greatest Queen album, jazz. So there you go. Corey Morissette, hey, we know that guy, can confirm fat bottom girls do, in fact, make the rockin' world go round champion. Yeah, Roger Dodger. Well, let's do a little bit. Let's do a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, Facebook, Randy. So I did, I found a way of I fucking hacking the uh, the poll system, which I can't believe I didn't think of doing, dude. So what I did was I put up I posted at the poll with two yeah. images, Sim- simple, simple. Just posted two images and said, "Love or like, your choice, champion or bites the dust." Now look, I'm not saying I'm a genius, but I'll, no, I'll leave you to say that. You want to say that, Randy? Yeah, yeah, I I I really do. Go on then. Ah, well, then, yeah, fine, fuck, whatever. Um, anyway, so people <laughs> voted on this. They said, well, it was 17 to 0. So this was unanimous on Facebook. The, you know, the fine people of Facebook, they're not like those contrarians on Twitter. They were unanimous. They know what they're talking about. Um, Lisa Malloy, our pal Lisa Malloy says champion for sure. And Rude Seegers says, this song was one of my first favorites. 
not able to understand the actual lyric as I was 10 and non-English speaking. I now understand the smiles of adults while singing this as a small 10-year-old boy. <laughs> Understanding the lyrics actually makes me like it even more. And having the jazz album with bonus poster of many girls riding bikes is one of my proudest secondhand vinyl purchases. Uh, Matt Greenham, champion without a question. Top 20 Queen songs, arguably. Uh, but the lyrics are a huge problem in 2023. I chose to overlook that and just enjoy the music. Uh, yeah, uh, you know what? And I'm just going to bring this up really quite briefly. Uh, it reminds me, this is, you know, uh, Squeezebox by The Who. It's like, you know what yeah. I mean? There's so many of these songs that that are from their era. And and there again, I would argue Squeezebox uh, from The Who is not malicious or or malintended either. So, and I seem to be resonating here, at least amongst the Queen uh, truists, yeah. uh, that they're, they are not, are not malicious. But uh, go on. Um, Alexander Rice's absolute champion wouldn't be written today, agreed. But compared to some of the explicit tracks out there now, this is a fun, tongue-in-cheek, rocking track from the 70s. Yeah, I mean, wet ass pussy. Is that going to stand up in 20, 20 years, 30 years? I don't fucking know. Yeah. Doug Curran, I can fix the first verse, maybe. <laughs> I was just a skinny lad. Never knew no good from bad. Till I came to university. Time alone with my gal bunny. She was such a naughty honey. That big woman, she made a young man out of me. Well, there you go. Hey, nice work, Doug. Maybe maybe call Raj and see if he can help him on his next album. Because God love him, he needs it. The only thing, and this is, again, we're picking nits here. Is it just, I get a very sort of preppy, you know, Fucking summers in the Hamptons, like my gal Bunny. I, that doesn't. That, I'm from Wigan. I'm a fucking coal mining family from Wigan. Fuck Bunny. He's he's just looking for a rhyme, Kev. Come on, let it go, buddy. <laughs> Could have said, I don't know, Sunny. No, that doesn't work, does it? Because well, no, well, no, nah, no. I got nothing, Randy. I got nothing. Yeah, well, yeah. You you do better. You talk to Doug. You guys work it out, and we'll see if we can, you know, see if we can get something figured out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. We do have to spin the wheel again. Um, and I think tonight, Randy, I would like to listen to, I think still something from what uh, Kind of Magic. And I want to listen, to, I actually want to listen to the title track. And it's for a specific reason that if we get it, then I will divulge it. But I'm not going to divulge it until we get it. So how about that? Is that mysterious wow. enough for you? Wow, yeah. You, yeah, you've really laid on the, you've really laid that on. You know what? You know what might be radically crazy and interesting is to hear Bohemian Rhapsody. We all know it so well, but more than anything, I would would like to know what what the Twitterverse and what yeah. the Facebook universe says about that song now. Uh, all this yeah. all this time later, and obviously we were speaking a little bit about you know songs being overplayed. Uh, as Fat Bottom Girls definitely is of their catalog, but I mean none of them are overplayed like Bohemian Rhapsody. So is it enough to to drive you away from the song, or or do you still love it? I so mean, there you go. That's yeah. my pick. There we go. So bull rap, and I'm going kind of magic. <laughs> Very opposite ends of a queen spectrum right there, my friend. Mm-hmm. Well, should we spin it up and see what it gives us? Spin that silly wheel. All right. Silly wheel spinning now, sir. Clicky, clicky, clicky. Roundy, roundy, roundy. Arrow pointy, pointy, pointy. We are... Go fucking hell, you weren't far off. Jesus Christ. Wow. Okay. I mean... For the listeners who are not uh, seeing this, we literally were two spots on the wheel away from Bohemian Rhapsody. But we're not doing Bohemian Rhapsody tonight, Randy. Which song are we, in fact, talking about? Well, we're talking about I Was Born to Love You from Made in Heaven. 
Okay, so I've been remiss, I think, again. Very remiss in the last two or three episodes, Randy, as a producer, as a friend, as a human being, maybe, um, in not asking you, have you heard this song before? Hmm. Uh, yeah, you've really, really let me down in so many ways in regards to that. I was going to mention something. I was going to put an email, possibly a letter and mail it to you with uh, <laughs> traditional means. But thanks <laughs> for telegram. asking. I sent me a telegram. Telegram, yeah. Possibly smoke signals. Uh, but uh, you know what? I do not believe I've heard this, not from the title anyhow. Um, I have heard this, and I will tell you before we even start going away and researching this, that this is actually a Freddie Mercury solo song mm -hmm. that was reworked for the Made in Heaven album uh, and Queenified. Let's say it was Queenified. So that's that's what this song is. So I'm not going to give too much away, and I'm going to try and sort of bottle up my feelings one way or the other as we go through this song, and uh, we'll talk about it at the end. How does that like sound? every good... Like every good Englishman, you, know, you take those feelings and just drive them right down. Push them down, buddy. Just into your, into push your, them down. Push them down, right into the perineum. As far, as far down as the perineum. And then and then you release them at an appropriate time. <laughs> at an appropriate... Like, like, the time, <laughs> like the time Dad threw a whiskey bottle at the referee. <laughs> <laughs> Little Simpsons for you there. Oh, I love it. I take it back. <laughs> you take nothing back, sir. All right, well, shall we... Um, shall we... I mean, I, I was going to say go away, but I think at this point I've established a, a little, a, a little format point here, Randy. So I say we say we'll fuck off, is what we'll do, and we'll come back, and then we'll we'll talk about this this song for better or worse or ill or good or whatever. Should we do cool. that? Rad. This is the point in the podcast where Randy and Kevin open various browser tabs and frantically Google various facts and miscellany in order to sound knowledgeable and well-researched. In the interest of time, this has been condensed into a short, but we think pithy, announcement. Goodbye. So, written by Mr. Freddie Mercury at 4 minutes 49 seconds long. All the usual suspects playing on this one here, recorded in Musicland Studios in Munich, May 25th, 1984. Uh, and as you legends will all know, this was for Freddie's solo album. Uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, at Townhouse uh, Studios in London, Mr. Brian May took it into his own studio. That is his own personal studio, I'm assuming. Uh, and he says he stripped everything away and lovingly, cherishingly re-edited all of his vocals. Uh, and so, yeah. He completely reworked it to make it sound uh, more Queen-like for uh, for the album Made in Heaven. Well, I don't know if Townhouse was Brian May's personal studio, so I'm not. No, I'm just going, just yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, based on what this, they said, yeah. it's, it says over here that it was his personal studio. So I'm yeah, just and I don't know that if that's right. So I think Queen, all the songs, I've, I mean, I've heard that it's not always completely correct, so I don't think that that's actually right. But you know, what well, else? I think it was, he, yeah. It could be it could be wrong. So anybody listening and was just you know, going to write a paper and use you know quote me uh, <laughs> as as a reliable source, don't. Yeah, you know, go visit the pastor of which church, Randy. It's go fuck yourself, isn't it? That's right. I'm either the um, minister. I'm trying to work my way up to cardinal. <laughs> oh, let's not get into the Billy Connolly cardinals visit thing. Anyway, um. I did love that when we were reading this, though, that Maurice Bejart Bejart in his ballet um, <laughs> included this song. So he had music um, by Mozart and Queen. Straight away, 
the uh, the adjective that springs to mind is pretentious. Um, and <laughs> I love the title of it. It's one of those titles that you just, it's like, fuck off. The title of this ballet that Maurice Béjart um, uh, included the song in is called, it's called The Rectory Has Lost Nothing of Its Charm, comma, Nor the Garden Its Brilliance. I mean, come on, really? I'm sure it sounds great in French, but in English, it's just plain silly. It must sound better in French. Um, yeah, so this, I mean, I was very familiar with this song because I had Mr. Mom. I think actually my mum bought Mr. Bad Guy on vinyl. Um, so I had the solo album. So I was, and, you know, the, the single, I think it reached number 11 in UK, if I remember rightly, from re- what I've read. Not if I remember rightly from my youth, but I remember rightly from reading it. Pretty sure it hit number 11. So it was a pretty big song and the music video was kind of cool. And yeah, the, the, so they reworked it. And I, yeah, I'm not going like to, I'm not going to say too much. Let's listen to it. And then we can sort of talk about what we, here's what we'll do. As we always do, thanks to Nick Croft's um, suggestion. Once we've gone through and listened to it, we always go back and listen to it again in full. And we're going to do two listens. We're going to do, or maybe two partial listens, but do one full listen through the Queen song so you can hear it again. But then I also want you to listen to the Freddie Mercury version because that's going to be important when we start talking about, certainly from my perspective, about what I do like and what I don't like about this song. Well, I look forward to it. All right. Well, here's some I Was Born to Love You by Queen. Pretty fucking long intro, eh? It's a very long intro. I was just trying to see if my uh, the core chart I have in front of me was uh, accurate. Yeah, so you're getting a big, 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 big build. You know? Yeah. Yeah, we're 50 seconds in and uh, we're still introing. We're about to not be introing anymore, so let's get back into the song. Oh, and give that's you a listen good. To, yeah, you let's, let's get to the, right to the body of the song here. Intro, all a song cannot be. I don't know, I just no. fucking turned into Yoda for some reason. Anyway, here we yeah. go. Mm, intro, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it, buddy. Hit it. So a pretty, you know, a pretty straight pop rock um, affair so far. Good vocal, you know, a bit of chuggy guitar from Bry. Yeah, some, yeah, some it, real, some it, real drums in there. Sounds like real drums. It sounds a bit, uh, sounds a bit generic, going, you know, so far. Yeah, but I'm um, assuming uh, from what I read that that red special is going to just kick in and and possibly melt uh, some faces. Love. So take a chance with me, let me romance with you. I'm caught in a dream and my dreams come true. 
So there you're getting big queen harmonies, but don't they sound different because it's not Roger and Brian? Because that's all, that's from the original Freddie take and that's all Freddie's harmonies. And there's something about when you blend three vocal parts from the same singer versus three vocal parts from three different singers. You got that right. And Roger's voice is so, uh, so distinctive. And I know I've, I've said it many times. I'll try, I'll try to quit saying it uh, because Roger Taylor and any other band would be the lead singer. So he, cause he's so distinctive and he's so great. Uh, and yeah, you, yeah, you're right. Good point. You really do. You really do miss it. And and Brian added, you know, all those, you know, Brian and John too. I'm sure they all did. They all sang in the way as well. So, I mean, well, Brian's for sure. I, mean, I don't know how much John actually ever, ever sang. Um, no, but no, but I mean, but those, those three voices, Freddie, Brian and Roger, we've talked about this on, an, I can't remember which episode it was, but we talked about, there is something singular about those three voices together and the mm. way that they laid them so, you know, magnificently in Queen. It just, that's, that's their signature. It's like yeah. your fingerprint or your retina scan. That's that's part of your DNA of that band, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I've always loved about Freddie is when he does it. Yeah, it's so precise. The way he skip when he drops down through those notes, that's not fucking easy, man. That's really, really challenging to do that so accurately. And sure, maybe it took him two, three, four takes, but fuck me, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is good. It is good. Um, it probably wasn't that hard for Freddie. No, and guys like Prince had that same thing. There's a few people, you know, just really good singers can do that, but man, in rock and roll, it's not many better than Freddie at that kind of stuff. So, no. Okay, so there's a couple of bits in this song where it really breaks from the original Freddy's original, and this is one of them. And like I said, once we've gone through, this is one of the one of the sort of the uh, fulcrum points in the song where you go, oh, I'm waiting for it to do one thing and it does something different. Uh, I was going to add to, uh, and there, of course, I don't know the Freddy version, but yeah. you heard the, a little, the, you know, the classic Brian May uh, uh, harmony guitars coming in there, like, mm, yeah. Yeah. Brian's guitars have entered the fray. Well, again, I think they even use that word queenified, right? In one of yeah. the books that we read. And that's exactly what this is. This is yeah. exactly what this is. I want to love you. I love every little thing about you. I want to love you, love you, love you. Born to love you. Born to love you. Yes, I was born to love you. I want to just quickly talk to you about the lyrics before, because obviously you're getting some some face melting going on here. You can you can tell you can just feel it in the in your in your bollocks. Pretty but sure. the lyrics lyrics I've always sort of felt they're almost there's a naivety to them, and a sort of an innocence to them that you don't get from Freddie. You get it quite often from John, but not often from Freddie. And it's it's kind of got like a, almost like a '60s r&b sort of it's my gal and it's me and i'm in love with her you know what i mean that arm in arm thing rather than i'm gonna fuck her against the wall like it, it, there's a there's a real gentleness to it that you don't always associate with freddie mercury it's all love it's not you know you're bad so i love you or do you know what i mean there's no yeah 
there's no juxtaposition here. He's, he's just straight up saying, man, every single day of my life, I was born to love you. The single heartbeat of my heart. I was born to take care of you. It's just sort of no bones about it. So it's yeah, worn on, yeah, it's worn on the sleeve, right? It's that sort of, it, you can, it's wearing yeah. it on his sleeve completely. Yeah. yeah. Fair point. Fair point. I hadn't picked up on that. Yeah. Very good point. You should produce a podcast, Kev. <laughs> Maybe I'll look into it. Now, two things. First of all, let's mm-hmm. talk about that fucking guitar solo. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I liked it. I, I especially like that the first half. Uh, uh, in the in the chord change section there, the <laughs> I wasn't sure about that, but but no, it was good. It was very nice, and even that bit's it's pretty good. Yeah, man, that's Brian May. Fucking Brian May can fucking play the guitar, man. He can. <laughs> I don't yeah. think anybody's arguing that. Yeah, very very nice, very tasty, and great tone. Key change. Look at the key change there, Andy. We've got minor. Well, what sort of trickery is this? Yeah, very nice. Yeah, I noticed that. That's awesome. It's good. That's a fucking great drum fill, too. Yeah, that snare sounds great. That's a nice little bit of production there too. They got some really sweet vocal panning and great build coming out to that fill. Yeah, that's that's pretty sweet. I'm sorry, I'm going to pause it one last time quickly, but just listen to that uh, that little. uh, phrase that Brian's playing because it comes in when we listen to the Freddy version. You'll pick that up later on. Okay. man still don't love a fade out always i don't always love a fade out randy yeah it always uh it always feels like uh, a cop-out as in yeah we didn't really have an ending so uh we did this instead yeah because this uh, one could this one could end bam, 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 bam. yeah or easy 
I mean, I don't know. Let's try another one, Kev. How else could it have ended? It could have ended. Done. How just like super there unconventional, you know, unexpected, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh I think probably. I think probably I, when I think whenever songs fade out, it it, it is just because they just I don't may, know how to it, end this. You know, yeah, maybe they but maybe they never played it live or yeah. or enough that they had to come up with an ending. Uh, yeah. What and this uh, fade outs? I, this this out. never this never would have been played live because Freddie didn't tour as a solo act, so I I can't imagine when this would have ever been played live, especially when you hear the original arrangement. It's you know it's not really conducive to a well, mm-hmm. certainly not a live rock performance. So yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what we should do, Randy, is we should do what um, Nick Cross, again, told us we should do and let you listen to this song in its entirety. And then we'll, um, I'm going to make you listen to the original. And then we can talk about this song, but we can also compare. Although, you know what? Maybe we you should know, do. Here. Yeah. Let me amend that plan. Okay. Go ahead. Let's listen to this one. Then we should vote. There you go. Okay. Uh, because we're talking about Queen. We're not talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fine. And then, and then we can, uh, you know, if we want to just. I think we should probably pad this episode out a little bit. Yeah, we're running under time here at the moment. So yeah, we're running a little under time here. Yeah. So essentially, what they did is when they when they, in the sort of where the bridge would be. So that's the from it's the kind of magic. Yeah, that's the bit. And then this is from living on my own. Yeah. So there's your. This is your second and full, complete playthrough of this song, Randy, that I know you haven't uh, listened to before. And and for our listeners, Randy's been making notes as we go along. And we've been chatting as we've been listening to the song. So let's, um, should we just should we just go straight to the vote, Randy? And that's what we've been trying to do lately. Should we just go do that? And then we can talk about, you know, what we've heard, what we're thinking, and all those kinds of things. That kind of magic. Yeah, I think we should vote. And I think, uh, I think on this particular song i'd like to for you to vote first so kev what do you think about this song does this well, one I'm... champion or does this one bite the dust okay well i'm i'm i mean i'm inclined almost to tell you to go fuck yourself because i'm almost positive that you that i voted first last time but no, you know what in, in in the um in the spirit of brotherhood and you know solidarity among my union brothers i fucking union, um, i will say this So, Mr. Woods, you like a pop song, you know, if you like something different, you got you got some um, some pop in your soul. What do you say about this song? Does this one bite the dust, or is it one of the champions? Okay, go. What about this song doesn't captivate you? What are the nitpicky bits? What are the things you like about it? Because we have to be balanced, right? Well, we don't have to be, but we should be. We're, we're just like Fox News, fair and balanced. <laughs> yeah, um, and, fuck, and fuck Tucker Carlson. <laughs> yeah, I was actually wondering, Kev, where are you going to get your news now? Um, like now, that, now that Tuck's gone. Alex Jones um, has a Discord oh, channel, yes. so I'm, I'm, that's where I'm at. And maybe Joe Rogan, maybe trying to get Oh, Rogan, things. Rogan, you know, Rogan truth. fucking speaks truth to power, man. You know, Joe's truth. got a, Joe's got the truth working talking. man, as, as common man, he's, he's, he's got us covered, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. that guy. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think the sarcasm came through. Uh, so it's not it's not like it's it's not like I despise the song. I certainly don't. Uh, and there are some really good bits about it. Uh, I actually love I love Brian's solo. 
Freddie, of course, you know, just is killing knocking it. out the park. Yeah. 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 My only real issue with the song is I just find it a bit, just a bit, you know, same, same. Everybody knows your name. It just, it's just, uh, it just, I think I said it right at the top, it just sounded generic and it, and it sounds generic because it sort of just has that sort of those qualities. Uh, and is it performed badly or, or, or anything? No, not, none of those things. Everybody's playing is nice. I actually was just noticing on my last run through, uh, Deke's, uh, you know, humping on those straight eights and stuff. And it's, it's super tight. It's, it's all yeah. good. It's all good. Uh, for me, it's just a song. So yeah nothing against anything else it's it for me it's strictly the song i think i think even i think the production's pretty solid and uh yeah and uh, speaking to to brian's guitar solo it sounds it sounds so so brian so great super compressed i'm sure he's well yeah double fact maybe even triple uh compressed you know you use what a light you, one what does that mean randy what does that mean compressed well, yeah, uh, well a compressor a compressor uh it lifts the quiet bits and clamps down on the turns down the the louder bits just giving you a more even fluid sort of uh tone uh so now when you if you were to double compress something you would just literally put two compressors not necessarily in line you might have an eq you might have a bunch of other stuff in between uh, but then you'll have another compressor on the end, maybe just grabbing some of those, uh, maybe little loud bits. Anyhow, and that's what you know. That's how Brian gets that that noodly sound that he gets. It, it's yeah. it's 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 a it's a guitar playing thing, you know. And then, like yeah. I said, did the engineer have a another compressor on it on the way out? Likely, but but I can't say any of that stuff for sure. It's all speculation. <laughs> so, Kev, what about you? What's yeah, yeah, that's right. We're here to speculate. So. <laughs> What's uh, what about you? Because I know you. I well, I don't know, but it sounds to me like maybe you like the the solo version of it better. That's the problem that I have with this song. I'm, okay, so straight off the top, it's not a it's not a world beating song, and I don't think that it's weird that every member of Queen was a genius when they were in Queen, and I don't think any of them ever managed to hit the same heights. Like if you think about the top. Even the top 30 or 35 Queen songs, not one of their solo efforts got anywhere near that top 35, any of them. I mean, the only one that gets close is Barcelona by Freddie, which is just because of the vocal performance is so staggering. This song, I knew the solo version, and I love the solo version, not because it's a great song, and it is super cheesy and super 80s, and it's got a whole bunch of problems, but there's just something about it that I connected with. The things that, the, that Brian changed in this song, in this version of it, I just think he lost the heart of it. I think he kind of, he, he captured some of what was cool about it. He added some neat bits in, like you said, the solo's great, but he lost, he lost a fundamental part of it. And there's one piece of this song where it breaks into the bridge and it goes into a super synthy, it goes into this like, you know, octave bass kind of thing, which is just, it, that's what makes the song for me. That's the bit I'm oh, yeah. waiting for when I'm listening to this song. And again, we'll listen to this afterwards when I'm talking about it. But that's the bit that I, I can't detach that. Now, if I came in and listened to this just as a song, would I love it? Probably not. I don't have that sentimental attachment to it. Is it a great song? No, it's not. Like you said, it's fairly generic. I do love the earnestness and the sentimentality in Freddie's lyrics. I think they're super cool. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good point to that. Yeah, and and you were you had brought that up, and I do love that. It kind of it kind of reminds me of uh, of an old uh, uh, you know Motown or Stax recording where yeah yeah it's just like it's just lo uh, you know I just lo I just love you baby yeah. love me back and you know what I mean it's just got that sensibility about it which I really do 
like it. It's probably one of my favorite things about the song in regards yeah. to the song itself. But yeah, it's just it's it's just a, like you said, it's a bit it's a bit generic, and again, not being the catalog kind of completist or a fan that you know you don't have that background like I do. It feels like Brian was trying to put this song into the production aesthetic of a kind of magic. Yeah. And it just doesn't land. It doesn't fit. It's from the same era. Like I think it was this was 80, I think it was 85. Maybe I was born to love you by Freddie. 85 for Freddie, yep. It's of that period, but uh, there's something about it that it's just like it it jars and it grates on my nerves the way that he's he's taken bits of it but not fully commit. It's almost like he's not fully committed to it being a Queen song. Where he's been a bit right. too cautious about about just going full on fucking queen to it let's just strip it all back to its bones and get into the, the heart of it but it's like, oh, yeah. well, we'll just we'll we'll paint this a different color and we'll put a little bit different uh different seat covering on this but it's like oh man i don't know it just it loses the heart of it for me so that's that's where i'm coming from and that's why i kind of downvoted it so right well fair enough so do you want to take a second and, and listen to a little bit of the freddy yeah i want to show you the original and especially the video is really cool too because there's a bit in this video that is a head fuck and it's weird and you, after you've seen it, you're like, I don't know what that was or why it was necessary, but let's go with it anyway. And the rest of the video is interesting. I think that we'll have something to talk about afterwards, but we'll listen to it. And you, I think, I really do think you'll see where I'm coming from on this. Okay, so here's the Freddy version from 85 with the official um, video, and we'll talk about it as it's going through. The Freddy way is different, right? It starts a cappella, huh? So there's that's the Freddy version. Like I said, my issue, my issue is that I think that, and I think we were talking about this as we were going there, that that Brian just he, he didn't get the the bones of this song right. I think he misread it. It's a pop song. It's fuck. It, it's not a rock song. It's a really not disposable is not the right word, but it's it's a yeah. It's, it's just a jaunty, happy pop song, and he tried to make it something it wasn't. Yeah, the the Queen version definitely doesn't just kind of glide along so nice and smoothly like like Freddie's does. Uh, and sure, yeah, it's it's definitely a a, a synthy sort of version. I, I have no problems problem with synths. Uh, yeah, I, I I mean I, I'll tell you I'll I'll tell you straight up right now I like the Freddie version better by by a, a a margin for sure. And I think and I think that's what it is. I to me to me it uh, it's really that rhythm track. It's really yeah. the rhythm that's that's really I find missing uh, from the from the Queen version, and and you know nothing to Roger or Deaky because they're doing an admirable job. I, I just yeah I don't know. It seems to have lost some some mojo somewhere between taking it from disco to to a rock tune, a rock pop tune. You know what I mean? And the bit that I'm waiting for in this song is when it breaks to that little bridge and it's. Doo -doo 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 Bam, 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 and then bam, mm. bam, the key change. And when it doesn't go there, you're like, oh, it's just yeah, unsatisfying. It, I don't know. Yeah, it does. And well, and and hearing and hearing the the Freddie version with those uh, those little quick little key changes, I think they just go. I think it's go up like a full step and then back down, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and they do it a couple of times too. So it's like they're they're making a point of it. I also think the bridge is better in in the in the Freddie version. Yeah. It's a yeah, bridge, well, man. It changes. It changes the direction of the song. Like it, it's it's yeah. a different section. Like it's a true C section, right? I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, man, yeah. I'm not sure what else to say. Yeah, there you go. I mean, you know, I, 
it's that thing with Made in Heaven. It's it's the issue that the more I don't know unforgiving of us Queen fans has an issue with is like why are you taking these songs that were songs already and making them not quite as good? Just leave them alone. Like you know, there's nothing wrong with saying, well, we've got these eight tracks that Freddie recorded with us, or seven, or whatever it would be. Let's just release those, and we can release those as an album. As fans, we'd all be like, awesome, yeah, great. We get to hear Freddie's voice again. We we can hear what he wanted to do with these songs, more or less. Don't just give us fucking 12-inch remix versions of Everybody Dance Now. Like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's so disappointing and frustrating with this kind of stuff, so. So just give me a little bit of, uh, a little bit of the history then. So uh, by this time, Freddie's Freddie's gone, and they're working on songs that they had started with him. And they didn't have enough for an album, and so they dug back into his solo catalog. Into his, and, and, you know, Too Much Love Will Kill You, and Heaven For Everyone. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah, all these. It's funny, because all the songs we've had from Made in Heaven so far have been the remixes and the sort of the reduxes, which is kind of ironic that those are the ones we're going to hit first, which I don't mind, because it gets them out of the way. But yeah. Are there any good songs on Made in Heaven? Yes. And again, I think that this is actually a good song. It's a good pop song. And the version, the Freddie version, it's fun and it's bouncy and it's very 80s and it's unapologetically sappy and saccharine and sweet. But it's intentionally that way. And when you try to put Queen's filter on it that Brian did afterwards, it... Again, it's just that that sort of reverse engineering bit that does not work for me. It's I would just rather they left it alone. That, yeah. That's my final word on that sort of that side. Yeah, of it, so. yeah, yeah. It's almost like they it's almost like they took uh, it's almost like they took a a Depeche Mode song and tried to make it a Queen song or something. Do you know what I mean? Hallelujah, fucking and, exactly. Yeah. There you go. And it just and it just doesn't should have just left it as a Depeche Mode tune. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like Depeche Mode. I like Callum Minogue. And I don't give a fuck what anyone says. There's certain pop bands that I like because they make pop records. Erasure, great yeah. fucking pop band. Yeah. They, yeah. they pop as well as anyone. You can't queenify that. Why are you trying to do no. that? Don't yeah. try and chase trends. Try and fucking set them. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I'm sure there was probably a lot of mitigating factors that we're unaware of. Uh maybe the maybe the label said, no, nah, no, nah, you can't, you can't release seven songs. You gotta have ten. Come on, guys! Like pull something. You know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah, Who knows I what know, kind of I know pressures I and? Know. But yeah, uh, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty and all, I agree with you, Kev. I think they should have left that bad boy alone and found maybe found something else that Freddie had started or, or or and didn't finish maybe or, you know, maybe they they should have done their their free as a bird. You know, <laughs> they should have found their free as a bird, which they did. They did in the last couple of years. I mean, there's no. I just can't find a way to justify. But rehashing a song that was finished, it was finished. It was mm-hmm. fine. It was a, actually it was it was good. It's a good song. Anyway, was, so, yeah. Well, by my by by my estimation, it was better. So, okay. But hey, okay. I think we should yeah, turn yeah. this. I think we should turn <laughs> this over to the listeners to uh, to chime in and oh, give what us are they their opinion? What do they fucking know? They're uneducated, well, they, uneducated riffraff, Randy. They know more than we do. You fucking <laughs> numpty. I do want to say before we. Before we log off, Randy, that first of all, I found um, the um, prognostications from last week. Um, uh, to oh. it, the votes that we thought, how the vote would go. 
Okay. You said it would be ninety nine to one for fat bottom girls. I did. Wow. Yeah, and I Bold. said it'd be. I said eighty three to seventeen. So I you... only had the last digits messed up. What? Yeah, it was eighty seven thirteen, but I said eighty three seventeen. So, so I'll ask you then before we log off and give the last word to Freddie. What do you think about this one? How's it going to go? Well, I think uh, because we are dealing with queen nerds here, by and large. I think uh, I think they're going to follow along your line, so I'm going to say thirty percent champion seventy dust. Ooh, wow, you've gone far left on the pendulum. Okay, so I don't like this kind of gamesmanship. Just so you know, I think this is absolute bullshit. That now you're trying to play this fucking system. This is a game. What you're, you're applying this, game you're, theory? You're now. the you're one. You're the game one. theory. You're the one that wants to do this. So fucking go fuck yourself. I'm the cardinal. Okay, minister. Okay. I'm the church. <laughs> the cardinal now. <laughs> yeah, I'm the cardinal. You're fucking right, I am. So, so, right, the, so uh, the the missive has come through from Rome, has it? You've been elevated to, to the holy see now. Just, Is that what we're talking about? Just during just during this podcast. And if anybody wants wants to send well wishes, I will accept them only in the form of congratulatory tweets. Okay, well, I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I oh yeah actually I, don't, I really don't I actually don't think you're that far off I'm gonna go oh no I'm gonna go lower I'm gonna say what did you say I've already forgotten I said 30 30 70 37 I'm gonna go 2080 yeah I'm gonna Get... go 2080 and I think I'm wrong but I'm gonna do this just you know just to be cool so and you are very superb my friend very superb oh, I didn't you superb I've forgotten the whole <laughs> way through the fucking episode I've forgotten superb for the this... love of God. This is definitely the twilight of this episode, kid. <laughs> Let's wrap it the fucking the shit up, buddy. What? So, so, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the what of this episode? What did you say? I said, Kev, this is the definitely the twilight of this episode. Let's wrap this shit up. So would you, say you're, travel, would you say you're traveling through another dimension? A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of the imagination. That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the twilight zone of this episode. Is that what you're saying? Couldn't have said it better. Well, all right. Let's give the last words to Freddy. Good night. Good night. I was born to love you, or at least I thought I was, until you had sex with my therapist. Man, that was a difficult session. If I was to title this episode, I'd call it Best Leave Well Enough Alone. Solo Freddy eclipsed the Queen version by our estimation, but we'd sure like to know what you have to say about Queen, so you can find us on Facebook at Seaside Pod Review and on Twitter at Queen Seaside. And if you get some time, why not go down to the Deep Dive Podcast Network and check out some of the excellent podcasts that are on there. We are very, very happy to be part of it. We'll be back with you next week to ramble on about this wonderful band. Brand new angle, highly commendable. Seaside Park Review. Seaside Park Review. Give us a kiss, Kevy. Seaside Park Review. I'm just a musical prostitute, my dear.